Yo, today's QOT is the only person that you need to try and be better than is who you were yesterday. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got the uber-popular Rachel Hollis on the show today, and she's talking about a topic that is so, so important. She's talking about comparison. Now, there are two quotes that I use all of the time when I'm consulting with entrepreneurs. Quote number one, comparison is a thief of joy. Quote number two, you cannot compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Because if there's a way to guarantee your unhappiness, if there's a way to guarantee that you're not, that you're going to feel like you're not good enough, it's to compare what you've got going on to what somebody else has got going on. And many times what you think they have going on isn't really what you, they have going on. They just make really good pictures on Instagram. You know, if there's one thing about me that keeps me from comparing myself to others, it's that, you know, as a podcaster, I don't listen to anybody else's podcast. I, I just, I do not care. I'm not interested in what anybody else is doing because if I listen to other people's stuff, then like the human natural tendency is almost to go, oh, oh, why am I not doing that? Oh, why do they have more subscribers than I do? Oh, why does their show rank better than I do? On and on. So I just completely remove myself from that intentionally because I know where my mind might Go. I don't really follow a lot of celebrities and people who have seemingly perfect lives on Instagram. Like that is not my thing. I follow like basketball accounts and interior design accounts because that's the stuff that I'm into. But if I were to see somebody's perfect life over and over and over and over again as I scroll through Instagram every day, over time, like the brain, like repetition is so important to the brain. The brain actually starts to think that that's true. And then your brain uses that as a frame of reference for your life, and then you're not feeling good enough. So I just stay away. I don't do it. Because as she says in this clip, the only person that you need to try and be better than is who you were yesterday. And that's it. Here's Rachel. So the first way that this comes into play in every community, in every community, no matter where I talk or who I'm speaking to, is comparison, comparison. Uh, if you are struggling with your attitude, I, I feel like it happens because of a handful of things. And I don't mean for one second to belittle the season that you're in. Because I know that there are people in this room right now who it was a lot of effort to get out of bed today. I know that there are people who are watching this right now who are walking through something really hard and difficult, and I don't diminish that. But there are a handful of things that you can do to get ahead of the curve, and one of them is you can stop comparing yourself to other people. Comparison is the death of joy. The second that you start to compare your life to her life or his life, or better yet, why don't you compare your real life 
with your unshaved legs and your crazy kids and your dirty house, why don't you compare your real life to her highlight reel? Why don't you compare everything that's real and authentic and true in your life to what his Instagram feed looks like? Because y'all would never do that, right? We would never, ever be having a hard day and scroll through our social media and, that you, and then use that as a comparison to see how we're doing. Nobody in this room does that, right? <laughs> have, you ever, um, have you ever been having a hard day and thought, well, I'm just gonna go see, I'm just gonna go see how everyone else is doing. <laughs> just open this up. And then you see all of these pretty pictures with the blowouts and the filters and the things that are going so great. And oh my gosh, they got the matching outfits for the kids. The baby's wearing moccasins, oh my lord. <laughs> you get so, you look, and it makes you feel better. Has anyone ever done that? I don't, if you are doing better, you are a holier person than me. Because when I see that, I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, these are all the ways that I'm not measuring up. The crazy thing about comparison is that we tend to compare ourselves in situations where we feel most insecure. We very rarely will compare ourselves on something we know we're killing. I don't ever go like, man, I need to go see how other people eat cheese-based dips. <laughs> I got that, I got it. I only compare myself on the things that I struggle with. So my, my very best um, explanation, or my best like memory of this, uh, anyone, parents in the room? Okay, so basically everybody, all right, great. Anyone uh, not have a child yet, but considering it as a life choice, all right? Earmuffs for this part, okay, all right. So my favorite um, moment of comparison was when my first son, I have four kids, which is exactly the same as having 100 kids, if you're wondering. So I have four kids, and my very first son, first of all, pregnancy's the worst, okay? I'm sorry, like, side note, super freaking grateful. I know so many people who would kill for the opportunity to grow a baby. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that, but also, it is the worst. Oh my gosh. Anyone here like love being pregnant? It's okay. Yeah, there's always a few of you. There's always a few earth mothers. Boo! <laughs> Boo, I say to you. Who are like, I mean, I'll, do you want me to carry your kid? I'll carry your kid. I'll just be pregnant forever. I know that I was not one of those women. I was the worst pregnant person you've ever met in your entire life. I managed all my feelings by eating chicken strips and milkshakes. I gained so much weight, I was so uncomfortable. There's men in this room, so I'm not gonna go into too much detail on the things that happened, but it was the worst. And I stupidly thought, if I can just make it to the baby coming out of my body, we'll be fine. Like I just thought like, oh, if I could just have him, I'm gonna be okay. What garbage! <laughs> it never occurred to me that I was gonna have to keep a human alive. Like, while everything has been destroyed. <laughs> like, who remembers, who remembers the mesh underwear? Okay, if you are a man and you've had a baby with a woman and you don't know what I'm talking about, you suck. <laughs> you need to know what the mesh underwear is, you need to know what the squirt bottle is all about. <laughs> you need to show up for your partner. It's so hard. So, ice packs. All the things, they're like, oh, the miracle of childbirth, get out of here. 
I have my first son, we take him home, which is also ridiculous. Like someone just hands you a human, they're like, keep it alive, good luck. So we take it home and I like to say, for those of you who have yet to have a baby, six weeks is when the wheels fall off. The first couple weeks you're delirious, you don't even know what's happening. Then like your mom's still in town, she's making you casseroles, you like feel like, okay, I got this, I'm fine. And then, and then, six weeks rolls around, and you've just had just enough loss of sleep to slowly start to lose your mind. And for me, my husband had gone back to work, and uh, he, because he was working and I was staying home with the baby, um, I was the one who took care of the baby. And then one morning, I'll never forget, it was a Saturday, and he woke up. He stretched his little arms. The husband, not the baby. <laughs> You're like, ugh, I'm tired. That's what he said. He said, I'm tired. That's what he said to a mom who had a six-week-old baby wearing mesh underwear even though she doesn't need to anymore. That's what he said to me. <laughs> They're nice. They breathe. They're breathable. It's good. Um, have you ever heard of that show Snapped? So there's a show on TV where like seemingly normal people just snap. Just, that was me. I was laughing, I was crying. I was like, how did I get here? I screamed at him, it was horrible. I was so insecure about everything that was happening and I had had so little sleep, I could not deal. And I did the absolute worst thing you can do when you are unsure about something. I did internet research. <laughs> now, in my day, we didn't have Instagram. For new moms, oh my gosh. If Instagram existed in my day, I just, I don't even know. We would have gone and lived in the woods, like Amy. We would have been out in the, we would have been in Alaska with you. We would have not tried to be any part of the internet because it's so overwhelming. But I had, my day's version was Pinterest. Who knows what a Pinterest mom is? Oh, right, right. Like these pictures and these posts and these things about who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be and when we're supposed to be back in our pre-pregnancy genes and all this stuff. And it just made me feel like garbage. So I want to remind you right now that the only person, literally the only person that you need to try and be better than is who you were yesterday. If you can just, like in eighth grade math, if you can just keep your eyes on your own life, on your own paper, on what you need right now to do better at, right now, not what she's doing or he's doing or what their life looks like, you will take so much more ownership and control of what happens next. Every time that we compare ourselves with someone else's life, it slows down any momentum that we had. Has anyone ever like, you're trying to train for a race or you're trying to, I don't know, do a diet or something and you go look at how someone else has done it allegedly to give yourself tools to get there and you're like, why am I even trying? Anyone ever done that? Why am I even trying? One of the things I was talking to uh, some of the spouses backstage and one of the things that they said in a community like this, you will struggle in the opposite direction. So you may struggle because you'll compare yourself to someone else's life. The other thing that may happen is you will compare yourself and you'll go, well, I don't need to do that. I don't need to take 
I don't need to get access to those services. I don't need to reach out. I don't need to ask for help. I don't need to do the therapy because you compare yourself to someone else's family and you think, but I don't have it that bad. I haven't gone through that much. I haven't done that thing. And so you think even though you're struggling, you don't give yourself permission to struggle because you feel ashamed that you're struggling when your girlfriend has it so much worse. Does that resonate? Everybody's life, like the, the girls and I were saying, like, it's all relative. It's all relative. And if you are struggling right now, if you are in this room and there's anything in your life that you're walking through that's hard, you deserve to own that. You deserve to own that and get help. I know, oh my gosh, I, I have the honor of getting to speak to communities like this a lot. I have so many service members in my online community. I have so many spouses of service members in my online community. You guys are freaking warriors. You are the strongest people that I know. But there is strength in admitting when you need help. There is strength in raising your hand and saying, dang, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I have gone through, I am the, the queen, the queen of therapy. Who goes to therapy, wants to go to therapy, think about therapy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 12 people, 15 people in this room? You guys, are you for real? Now, is that really how many people or is it that you don't wanna raise your hand and say that you go to therapy? Who goes to therapy? That's a startling number of people who have got it all figured out. There's a startling number of people who already have a resource in their life who would fully listen to them and not judge them and not ask them to be anything but who they are. It is a resource that I have to, I have to believe exists in most of these communities. Is that, is that an opportunity that you guys have? So it's an opportunity that you have, but it's one that you don't take advantage of. Can I hear why? Childcare? Uh, who? What was that? A lot of therapists don't, yeah, okay. What else? Okay, so referral process to get to see a therapist. Um, who here has an answer to anything that you just heard? You don't need a referral. What else? Three phone therapy. Amy, you can take your child with you. The thing is, the information that you need I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is in your community. I don't know what it is in your life, but I do know this. The information is out there. And, and I get, I'm gonna get like, these are so many strong people. And there are people right now who are staring me down like, I will jump you when you leave this stage. You do not know my life. You're right, I do not know your life. You are not responsible for the hard things that have happened to you. You are not responsible for the trauma that you have gone through but you are responsible for the healing that takes place in your family. Almost every single person in this room raised their hand and said that they have children, which means you are showing them in real time what it is to be strong. What it is to be strong is not, can I just stand up and keep going forever and ever and ever? What it is to be strong is, can I raise my hand and ask for help when it's needed? 
That was Rachel Hollis. Her website is MissRachelHollis.com. Today's clip comes from a video you can find on the YouTube. It is called The Salute to Military Spouses, Rachel Hollis. And you can pick up her latest book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, a Shame-Free Plan for Embracing and Achieving Your Goals at the QOD Bookstore at QODBooks.com. Please take a moment and leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes. It is much appreciated. I'm going to see you tomorrow with Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm excited. I'll see you then. Peace.